the sixteenth book of the odysseys of homer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil schempf the sixteenth book of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman the argument the prince at field he sends to town eumaeus to make truly known his safe return by Pallas's will, Telemachus is given the skill to know his father. Those that lay in ambush, to prevent the way of young Ulysses for home, retire, with anger overcome. Another argument. Pi. To his most dear Ulysses shows, the wise son here his father knows. Ulysses and divine Eumaeus rose, soon as the morning could her eyes unclose made fire break fast and to their pasture send the gathered herds on whom their swains attend the self-tired barking dogs all fawned upon nor barked at first sight of ulysses son the whinings of their fawnings yet did greet ulysses ears and sounds of certain feet who thus bespake eumaeus sure some friend or one well known comes that the mastiffs spend their mouths no louder only some one near they whine and leap about whose feet i hear each word of this speech was not spent before his son stood in the entry of the door out rushed amazed eumaeus and let go the cup to earth that he had laboured so cleansed for the neat wine did the prince surprise kissed his fair forehead both his lovely eyes both his white hands and tender tears distilled there breathed no kind soul father that was filled less with his son's embraces that had lived ten years in far-off earth now new retrieved his only child too gotten in his age and for whose absence he felt the rage of griefs upon him then for this divined so much for form was this divine for mind who kissed him through who grew about him kissing as fresh from death scaped whom so long time missing he wept for joy and said thou yet art come sweet light sweet sunrise to thy cloudy home oh never i looked when once shipped away for pylos's shore to see thy turning day come enter loved son let me feast my heart with thy sweet sight new come so far apart nor when you lived at home would you walk down often enough here but stayed still at town it pleased you then to cast such forehand view about your house on that most damned crew it shall be so then friend said he but now i come to glad mine eyes with thee and know if still my mother in her house remain for if some wooer hath aspired to gain of her in nuptials for ulysses bed by this lies all with spider's cobweb spread in penury of him that should supply it she still said he holds her most constant quiet aloft thine own house for the bed's respect but for her lord's sad loss sad nights and days obscure her beauties and corrupt their rays this said eumaeus took his brazen spear and in he went when being entered near within the stony threshold from his seat his father rose to him who would not let the old man remove but drew him back and pressed with earnest terms his sitting saying guest take here your seat again we soon shall get within our house here some other seat here's one will fetch it this said down again his father sat 
and to his son his swain strewed fair green osiers and imposed thereon a good soft sheepskin which made him a throne then he opposed to them his last left roast and in a wicker basket bread engrossed filled luscious wine and then took opposite seat to the divine ulysses when the meat set there before them all fell to and eat when they had fed the prince said pray thee say whence comes this guest what seaman gave him way to this our isle i hope these feet of his could walk no water who boasts he he is i'll tell all truly son from ample crete he boasts himself and says his erring feet have many cities trod and god was he whose finger wrought in his infirmity but to my cottage the last scape of his was from a thesprot's ship whate'er he is i'll give him you do what you please his vaunt is that he is at most a suppliant eumaeus said the prince to tell me this you have afflicted my weak faculties for how shall i receive him to my house with any safety that suspicious of my young forces should i be assayed with any sudden violence may want aid to shield myself besides if i go home my mother is with two doubts overcome if she shall stay with me and take fit care for all such guests as there seek gustive fare her husband's bed respecting and her fame amongst the people or her blood may frame a liking to some wooer such as best may bed her in his house not giving least and thus i am unsure of all means free to use a guest there fit for his degree but being thy guest i'll be his supply for all weeds such as mere necessities shall more than furnish fit him with a sword and set him where his heart would have been shored or if so pleased receive him in thy shed i'll send thee clothes i vow and all the bread his wish would eat that to thy men and thee he be no burthen but that i should be his mean to my house where a company of wrong professing wooers wildly live i will in no sort author lest they give foul use to him and me as gravely grieve for what great act can any one achieve against a multitude although his mind retain a courage of the greatest kind for all minds have not force in one degree ulysses answered o friend since tis free for any man to change fit words with thee i'll freely speak methinks a wolfish power my heart puts on to tear and to devour to hear your affirmation that in spite of what may fall on you made opposite being one of your proportion birth and age these wooers should in such injustice rage what should the cause be do you wilfully endure their spoil or hath your empery been such amongst your people that all gather in troop and one voice which even god doth father and bow your hate so that they suffer them or blame your kinsfolk's faiths before the extreme of your first stroke hath tried them whom a man when strifes to blows rise trusts though battle ran in huge and high waves would to heaven my spirit such youth breathed as the man that must inherit yet never touched ulysses or that he but wandering this way would but come and see what my age could achieve and there is fate for hope yet left that he may recreate his eyes with such an object this my head should any stranger strike off if stark dead i struck not all the house in open force entering with challenge if their great concourse did overlay me being a man alone which you urge for yourself be you that one 
i rather in mine own house wish to die one death for all than so indecently see evermore deeds worse than death applied guests wronged with vile words and blow-giving cried the women servants dragged in filthy kind about the fair house and in corners blind made serve the rapes of ruffians food devoured idly and rudely wine exhaust and poured through throats profane and all about a deed that's ever wooing and will never speed i tell you guest most truly said his son i do not think that all my people run one hateful course against me nor accuse kinsfolks that i in strifes of weight might use but jove will have it so our race alone as if made singular to one and one his hand confining only to the king jove bred arcesias did laertes spring only to old laertes did descend ulysses only to ulysses end am i the adjunct whom he left so young that from me to him never comfort sprung and to all these now for their race arise up in their house a brood of enemies as many as in these isles bow men's knees samos dulichius and the rich in trees zacynthus or in this rough isle's command so many suitors for the nuptials stand that ask my mother and mean space prefer their lust to all spoil that dishonour her nor does she though she loathes deny their suits nor they denials take though taste their fruits but all this time the state of all things there their throats devour and i must shortly bear a part in all and yet the periods of these designs lie in the knees of gods of all loves then eumaeus make quick way to wise penelope and to her say my safe return from pylos and alone return thou hither having made it known nor let besides my mother any ear partake thy message since a number bear my safe return displeasure he replied i know and comprehend you you divide your mind with one that understands you well but all in one yet may i not reveal to the old hard-fated arcesiades your safe return who though his whole distress felt for ulysses did not yet so grieve but with his household he had will to live and serve his appetite with wine and food surveyed his husbandry and did his blood some comforts fitting life but since you took your ship for pylos he would never brook or wine or food they say nor cast an eye on any labour but sits weeping by and sighing out his sorrows ceaseless moans wasting his body turned all skin and bones more sad news still said he yet mourn he still for if the rule of all men's works be will and his will his way goes mine stands inclined to attend the home turn of my nearer kind do then what i enjoin which given effect ere nor to feel to him but turn direct entreating first my mother with most speed and all the secrecy that now serves need to send this way their storehouse guardian and she shall tell all to the aged man he took his shoes up put them on and went nor was his absence hid from jove's descent divine minerva who took straight to view a goodly woman's shape that all works knew and standing in the entry did prefer her sight to ulysses but though meeting her his son telemachus nor saw nor knew the gods clear presences are known to few yet with ulysses even the dogs did see and would not bark but whining lovingly 
fled to the stall's far side when she her eyne moved to ulysses he knew her design and left the house passed the great sheepcote's wall and stood before her she bade utter all now to his son nor keep the lease unloathed that all the wooers death being now disposed they might approach the town affirming she not long would fail to assist to victory this said she laid her golden rod on him and with his late worn weeds graced every limb his body straightened and his youth instilled his fresh blood called up every wrinkle filled about his broken eyes and on his chin the brown hair spread when his whole trim wrought in she issued and he entered to his son who stood amazed and thought some god had done his house that honour turned away his eyes and said now guest you grace another guise that suits your late show other weeds you wear and other person of the starry sphere you certainly present some deathless god be pleased that to your here vouchsafed abode we may give sacred rites and offer gold to do us favour he replied i hold no deified state why put you thus on me a god's resemblance i am only he that bears thy father's name for whose love's sake thy youth so grieves whose absence makes thee take such wrongs of men thus kissed he him nor could forbear those tears that in such mighty hold he held before still held still issuing ever and now the shores once broke the spring-tide never forbore earth from the cheeks he kissed his son by all these violent arguments not one to credit him his father did deny his kind assumpt and said some deity feign that joy's cause to make him grieve the more affirming that no man whoever wore the garment of mortality could take by any utmost power his soul could make such change into it since at so much will not jove himself could both remove and fill old age with youth and youth with age so spoil in such an instant you wore all the soil of age but now and were old but now you bear that young grace that the gods endow their heaven-born forms withal his father said telemachus admire nor stand dismayed but know thy solid father since within he answers all parts that adorn his skin there shall no more ulysses come here i am the man that now this twentieth year still under sufferance of a world of ill my country earth recover tis the will the prey professor pallas puts in act who put me thus together thus distract in aged pieces as even now you saw this youth now rendering tis within the law of her free power sometimes to show me poor sometimes again thus amply to restore my youth and ornaments she still would please the gods can raise and throw men down with ease this said he sat when his telemachus poured himself about him tears on tears he showered and to desire of moan increased the cloud both wept and howled and laid out shrieks more loud than or the bird-bone-breaking eagle rears or brood-kind vulture with the crooked sears when rustic hands their tender iries draw before they give their wings their full-plumed law but miserably poured they from beneath their lids their tears while both their breasts did breathe as frequent cries and to their fervent moan the light had left the skies if first the sun their dumb moans had not vented with demand what ship it was that gave the natural land to his blessed feet 
he then did likewise lay hand on his passion and gave these words way i'll tell thee truth my son the men that bear much fame for shipping my reducers were to long-wished ithaca who each man else that greets their shore give pass to where he dwells the phaecensian peers in one night's date while i slept fast fetched the ithacensian state graced me with wealthy gifts brass store of gold and robes fair wrought all which have secret hold in caves that by the gods advice i choosed and now minerva's admonitions used for this retreat that we might here dispose in close discourse the slaughters of our foes recount the number of the wooers then and let me know what name they hold with men that my mind may cast over their estates a curious measure and confer the rates of our two powers and theirs to try if we alone may propagate to victory our bold encounters of them all or prove the kind assistance of some other's love o oh, father he replied i oft have heard your counsels and your force of hand preferred to mighty glory but your speeches now your venturous mind exceedingly mighty show even to amaze they move me for in right of no fit counsel should be brought to fight two men gainst the able faction of a throng no one two no one ten no twice ten strong these wooers are but more by much for know that from dulichius there are fifty-two all choice young men and every one of these six men attend from samos crossed the seas twice twelve young gallants from zacynthus came twice ten of ithaca the best of name twice six of all which all the state they take a sacred poet and a herald make their delicacies too of special sort and skill of banquets serve in all this port if we shall dare to encounter all thrust up in one strong roof have great care lest the cup your great mind thirst exceeding bitter taste and your retreat commend not to your haste your great attempt but make you say you buy their pride's revenges at a price too high and therefore if you could twere well you thought of some assistant be your spirit wrought in such a man's election as may lend his succours freely and express a friend his father answered let me ask of thee hear me consider then answer me thinkst thou if pallas and the king of skies we had to friend would their sufficiencies make strong our part or that some other yet my thoughts must work for these said he are set aloft the clouds and are found aids indeed as powers not only that these men exceed but bear of all men else the high command and hold of gods an overruling hand well then said he not these shall sever long their force and ours in fights assured and strong and then twixt us and them shall mars prefer his strength to stand our great distinguisher when in mine own roofs i am forced to blows but when the day shall first her fires disclose go thou for home and troop up with the wooers thy will with theirs joined power with their rude powers and after shall the herdsman guide to town my steps my person wholly overgrown with all the appearance of a poor old swain heavy and wretched if their high disdain of my vile presence make them my desert affect their contumelies let thy loved heart beat in fixed confines of thy bosom still and see me suffer patient of their ill i though they drag me by the heels about mine own free earth and after hurl me out do thou still suffer nay though with their darts they beat and bruise me bear 
but these foul parts persuade them to forbear and by their names call all with kind words bidding for their shames their pleasures cease if yet they yield not way there breaks the first light of their fatal day in mean space mark this when the chiefly wise minerva prompts me i'll inform thine eyes with some given sign and then all the arms that are aloft thy roof in some near room prepare for speediest use if those brave men inquire thy end in all still rake up all thy fire in fair cool words and say i bring them down to scour the smoke off being so overgrown that one would think all fumes that ever were breathed since ulysses loss reflected here these are not like the arms he left behind in way for troy besides jove prompts my mind in their remove apart thus with this thought that if in height of wine there should be wrought some harsh contention twixt you this apt mean to mutual bloodshed may be taken clean from out your reach and all the spoil prevented of present feast perhaps even then presented my mother's nuptials to your long kind vows steel itself ready draws a man to blows thus make their thoughts secure to us alone two swords two darts two shields left which see done within our readiest reach that at our will we may resume and charge and all their skill pallas and jove that all just counsels breathe may darken with secureness to their death and let me charge thee now as thou art mine and as thy veins mine own true blood combine let after this none know ulysses near not any one of all the household there not here the herdsman not laertes be made privy not herself penelope but only let thyself and me work out the woman's thoughts of all things born about the wooers hearts and then thy men approve to know who honours who with reverence love are well-weighed memories and who is one to fail thy fit right though my only son you teach said he so punctually now as i knew nothing nor were sprung from you i hope hereafter you shall better know what soul i bear and that it doth not let the least loose motion pass his natural seat but this course you propose will prove i fear small profit to us and could wish your care would weigh it better as too far about for time will ask much to the sifting out of each man's disposition by his deeds and in the meantime every wooer feeds beyond satiety nor knows how to spare the women yet since they more easy are for our inquiry i would wish you try who write your state who do it injury the men i would omit and these things make your labours after but to undertake the wooer's war i wish you utmost speed especially if you could cheer the deed with some ostent from jove thus as the sire consented to the son did here expire their mutual speech and now the ship was come that brought the young prince and his soldiers home the deep haven reached they drew the ship ashore took all their arms out and the rich gifts bore to clytus's house but to ulysses court they sent a herald first to make report to wise penelope that safe at field her son was left yet since the ship would yield most haste to her he sent that first and them to comfort with his utmost the extreme he knew she suffered at the court now met the herald and the herdsman to repeat one message to the queen both whom arrived within the gates both to the foremost strived in that good news the herald he for haste among the maids bestowed it thinking place the queen amongst them now said he 
o queen your loved son is arrived and then was seen the queen herself to whom the herdsman told all that telemachus enjoined he should all which discharged his steps he back bestows and left both court and city for his sows the wooers then grew sad soul vexed and all made forth the court when by the mighty wall they took their several seats before the gates to whom eurymachus initiates their uttered grievance oh said he my friends a work right great begun as proudly ends we said telemachus should never make his voyage good nor this shore ever take for his return's receipt and yet we fail and he performs it come let's man assail the best in our election and bestow such soldiers in her as can swiftest row to tell our friends that waylay his retreat tis safe to perform and make them quickly get their ship for ithaca this was not said before amphinomus in port displayed the ship arrived her sails then under stroke and oars resumed when laughing thus he spoke move no messenger these men are come some god hath either told his turning home or they themselves have seen his ship gone by had her in chase and lost her instantly they rose and went to port found drawn to land the ship the soldiers taking arms in hand the wooers themselves to council went in throng and not a man besides or old or young let sit amongst them then eupytheus's son antinous said see what the gods have done they only have delivered from our ill the men we waylaid every windy hill hath been their watch-tower where by turns they stood continual sentinel and we made good our work as well for sun once set we never slept wink ashore all night but made sail ever this way and that even till the morning kept her sacred station so to intercept and take his life for whom our ambush lay and yet hath god to his return given way but let us prosecute with counsels here his necessary death nor anywhere let rest his safety for if he survive our sails will never in wished havens arrive since he is wise hath soul and counsel too to work the people who will never do our faction favour what we then intend against his person give we present end before he call a council which believe his spirit will haste and point where it doth grieve stand up amongst them all and urge his death decreed amongst us which complaint will breathe the fire about their spleens and blow no praise on our ill labours lest they therefore raise power to exile us from our native earth and force our live societies to the birth of foreign countries let our speeds prevent his coming home to this austere complaint at field and far from town or in some way of narrow passage with his latest day shown to his forward youth his goods and lands left to the free division of our hands the movables made all his mother's dower and his whoever fate affords the power to celebrate with her sweet hymen's rites or if this please not but your appetites stand to his safety and to give him seat in his whole birthright let us look to eat at his cost never more but every man haste to his home and wed with whom he can at home and there lay first about for dower and then the woman give his second power of nuptial liking and for last apply his purpose with most gifts and destiny this silence caused whose breach at last begun amphinomus the much renowned son of nisus surnamed aretiades who from dulichius full of flowery leaves led all the wooers 
and in chief did please the queen with his discourse because it grew from roots of those good minds that did endue his goodly person who exceeding wise used this speech friends i never will advise the prince's death for tis a damned thing to put to death the issue of a king first therefore let us examine what applause the gods will give it if the equal laws of jove approve it i myself will be the man shall kill him and this company exhort to that mind if the gods remain adverse and hate it i advise refrain this said amphinomus and pleased them all when all arose and in ulysses hall took seat again then to the queen was come the wooer's plot to kill her son at home since their abroad design had missed success the herald medon who the whole address knew of their counsels making the report the goddess of her sex with her fair sort of lovely women at the large hall's door her bright cheeks clouded with a veil she wore stood and directed to antinous her sharp reproof which she digested thus antinous composed of injury plotter of mischief though reports that fly amongst our ithacensian people say that thou of all that glory in their sway art best in words and counsels thou'rt not so fond busy fellow why plottest thou the woe and slaughter of my son and dost not fear the precedence of suppliants when the ear of jove stoops to them tis unjust to do slaughter for slaughter or pay woe for woe mischief for kindness death for life sought then is an injustice to be loathed of men serves not thy knowledge to remember when thy father fled to us who moved to wrath against the taphian thieves pursued with scathe the guiltless thesprots in whose people's fear pursuing him for reek he landed here they after him professing both their prize of all his chiefly valued faculties and more prized life of all whose bloodiest ends ulysses curbed them though they were his friends yet thou like one no law will allow the least true honour eatst his house up now that fed thy father wooest for love his wife whom thus thou griev'st and seek'st her sole son's life cease i command thee and command the rest to see all thought of these foul fashions ceased eurymachus replied be confident thou all of wit made the most famed descent of king acarius free thy spirits of fear there lives not any one nor shall live here now nor hereafter while my life gives heat and light to me on earth that dares entreat with any ill touch thy well-loved son but here i vow and here will see it done his life shall stain my lance if on his knees the city racer laertiades hath made me sit put in my hands his food held his red wine to me shall the blood of his telemachus on my hand lay the least pollution that my life can stay no i have ever charged him not to fear death's threat from any and for that most dear love of his father he shall ever be much the most loved of all that live to me who kills a guiltless man from man may fly from god his searches all escapes deny thus cheered his words but his affection still feared not to cherish foul intent to kill even him whose life to all lives he preferred the queen went up and to her love appeared her lord so freshly that she wept till sleep by pallas forced on her her eyes did steep in his sweet humour when the even was come the godlike herdsman reached the whole way home ulysses and his son for supper dressed a year-old swine and ere their host and guest had got their presents 
Pallas had put by with her fair rod Ulysses' royalty, and rendered him an aged man again with all his vile integuments, lest his swain should know him in his trim, and tell his queen, in these deep secrets not being deeply seen. He seen, to him the prince these words did use. Welcome, divine Eumaeus. Now what news employs the city? Are the wooers come back from their scout dismayed, or here at home will they again attempt me? He replied, These touch not my care. I was satisfied to do with most speed what I went to do, my message done, return. And yet not so came my news first. A herald met with there, forestalled my tale, and told how safe you were. Besides which merely necessary thing, what in my way chanced I may overbring, being what I know and witnessed with mine eyes. Where the Hermian sepulchre doth rise above the city, I beheld take port a ship, and in her many a man of sort. Her freight was shields and lances, and, methought, they were the wooers, but of knowledge not can therein tell you. The prince smiled, and knew they were the wooers, casting secret view upon his father but what they intended fled far the herdsmen whose swain's labours ended they dressed the supper which past want was eat when all desire sufficed of wine and meat of other human wants they took supplies at sleep's soft hand who sweetly closed their eyes end of the sixteenth book